Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details government how productive can we expect congress to be um hold on one second we have her on the line okay i was just texting her her assistant uh let's bring in uh, congressman hayes right now on the line congressman hayes happy new year how are you happy new year good morning um so what time do things start up again today oh my goodness did they ever stop <laughs> <laughs> today is actually the third day of the first day it's where the the 118th opening day hasn't changed it's hard to explain but yesterday was the second day of the first day today's the third day of the first day Well, i know it's difficult to take your party hat off but you know you know just give us a sense of what's happening and and sort of what it means from where you sit well it is i mean it's interesting and, and sad at the same time because no matter what party you come from, you're not rooting for the country to fail. And right now, we don't have an organized government. We can't do any legislative business without electing a speaker and organizing committees. So right now, the clerk of the House is actually presiding. I kept going to the parliamentarians and all of the staff and just asking so many questions yesterday because this is something that hasn't happened in 100 years. Right. You know, I asked, what are the procedural things that can happen? Uh, who would count the votes? Uh, can we make any motions without a rules package being adopted? And, Brian, it's interesting because what is happening now is actually what people were calling for me to do in 2019 when there were calls of don't vote for Nancy Pelosi, just throw in any name or vote present. And I remember we were in a government shutdown at the time, and I said, we have business to do. I'm not going to play games with this vote. We need to elect a speaker so that we can open up the government. So right now, one of the things that I think is frustrating for both Democrats and Republicans is that I'm not really sure what the ask is or what the path right. is. Right, what's the point? I mean, if they... If right, they, if, I'm not really sure yeah. because it's like, how do you negotiate with someone that wants nothing? Right. Um, so many concessions have been made, which I think, quite frankly, are dangerous. Um, I don't know how, even if McCarthy is ultimately elected as Speaker, that he can govern over a body that is almost stripped everything away from him. Well, you know, if I could just interject, what's, you know, uh, former New Hampshire Senator Judd Gregg said it. I talked to one of my friends who was a, a lobbyist yesterday who basically said there are some some people who just want the chaos. But, ha- you know, having right. said that, if you wanted to send a message to McCarthy, do it for one day and then let it go. Right. At this point, if they end up with McCarthy there, like, it's just a colossal waste of time. 
Right. I mean, we are on the sixth round of voting, and now it is such just a fragile and untenable situation because, you know, I've spoken to some of my Republican friends who have said if he goes too far, he's going to lose me. Right. Um, some of the more moderate or conservative people. So <laughs> it's almost like uh, he's willing to go out on the ledge to appease some people, but the farther out he goes, he's giving pause to the people who have been supportive up until now. In layperson terms, what are these concessions? I mean, I see things about, you know, how many votes people can oppose this. I mean, I, I don't really understand what the concessions are in the first place. So you term them dangerous. I don't even know what they are. Well, a few of them. Well, one of the biggest ones was, is that one person can call for a vote to vacate the chair. That means at any time a member can call to, to almost like a no confidence vote to remove him as speaker. Um, if that's over your head every time you're going into a room to negotiate. Right. Uh, another one, there is about, I think, 12 things that they want to bring up on a closed rule, which means that uh, no debate, no, just up for a vote. A few of them are, you know, the, the um, marriage protections, the abortion rule, some of the things that we passed and, in the Democrat, Democratic Congress under Democrat control, to bring those things back up for a vote. Um, some of the things are a little bit more moderate, like five days before five days notice before suspension bills are brought to the floor so that people have time to go over them, which is quite reasonable. But um, there are, it's just incredibly bizarre. And I think my biggest concern is when we have the job of the speaker is to get 218 votes to get members to coalesce around legislation so that things can get passed. If McCarthy can't get 218 votes to be elected a speaker, what happens when we have votes on the debt ceiling or the budget or, right. you know, things in an emergency that need to pass. Um, I can tell you, I mean, we, in, in the 117th, Nancy Pelosi was speaker over a Congress with a very thin margin. We had a four-person majority. And I can tell you, she was working the floor on every vote, talking to members, you know, what does it take, bringing members together. And I'm not really seeing that. You know, we've heard some members say, no one's reached out to me. Uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't reached out to me. Well, the House is so, definitely, it's a labor-intensive endeavor to, you know, hurt, no offense, to, to hurt all the, the caucuses involved. I mean, it's, it's a big job. There's a lot of people there. Uh, Representative mm -hmm. uh, Johanna Hayes joining us here on Brian & Company. We appreciate the time. I have so many questions. Just really, I mean, I do. <laughs> I, I so I, many questions, <laughs> But do you think eventually it's going to be McCarthy, or do you think that there'll be some does ex machina, or like it'll be Scalise, or I don't know? Right now, I have no idea. There were rumors yesterday that uh, Scalise would be nominated. I had no idea that Byron Donalds would be nominated from Florida. Um, but, I mean, I came in prepared. I mean, I voted for Hakeem Jeffries, but um, Republicans won the majority this year after the elections in November. So I came in fully prepared to leave having been sworn in by a Republican speaker. So it is, I, I don't know, I, I could have never imagined that three legislative days later and six rounds of voting, they would be unable to elect a speaker. Right, so it's gone beyond the wink, wink, we know what's going to happen. You truly don't have any idea what's going to happen. truly have no idea to the point where... Um, 
you know, Republicans are asking us, what do you guys, what is your strategy? Um, at one point, there were uh, people who said, well, I guess we just, it'll be like an endurance test. We stay until people start to leave and the threshold drops. There was some, there was some murmuring of doing a rules change so that it becomes a plurality, which is, I don't know that Kevin McCarthy would want that, not knowing what the outcome would be, because a plurality means just whoever gets the most votes. Well, Jeffries could win on that if, if the vote. Jeffries yeah. could win. I, I think that some people think that it is really, you know, forcing the hand of the people who are holding on and saying, okay, now's your shot. You only have right. one choice. There's a risk and there. Those people, those yeah. people may actually say, okay, that's fine. I, I, they would certainly. I mean, I, I think ultimately, if you did that, they would fall in line because they certainly don't want Hakeem Jeffries to be Speaker of the House. Uh, just really quick, I, you know what? what I, is, Brian, though, we're not sure what they want, and we can't. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so confident that if that happened, that those people would say, "Okay, okay, you know, you forced me into a corner," because I feel like they're already in a corner and refusing to budge. Hmm. Hey, real quick, I mean, I want to talk about some legislative priorities, whether you thought that with this thin Republican majority, I mean, do you think bills will get passed? I mean, just quickly talk about what's important to you, the district, and and so on moving into this next Congress. I think bills will pass because for many of these things, as you can say, Republicans and Democrats are going to have to work together to get some things done. I think in the next, con- we've done, we did so much in the last Democratic Congress that we'll spend a lot of time implementing things like um, the infrastructure bill and, you know, a lot of the projects that were appropriated. Um, but for me, a huge, um, a huge priority is still going to be the nutrition work. We have the farm bill coming up. Uh, we made so much progress in the areas of nutrition and childhood hunger and veteran hunger. So making sure that those things are protected and expanded. And my, so I'll now be the the ranking minority member and my colleague, Ms. Bacon, will now be the chair of the committee that I chaired last Congress. But him and I have a really good relationship. We spoke yesterday, made meetings to sit down and talk and see where we can agree. But nutrition and hunger is something that's really important to him as well. So um, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, you know, keep the door open for negotiating so that we can protect a lot of the programs like SNAP and WIC and things that we work so hard to shore up. Um, right. And then, you know, just every day trying to start with what we can agree on and work our way out. Well, I hope uh, I hope you can get, you know, start on, on the productivity side of it. I mean, it's it's in, on one level fascinating to watch, but I understand it's our country's, you know, process of governing that's at stake. So it's not it's not so funny. But uh, uh, Congresswoman Hayes, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, Brian. And I hope that people are at rooting for government to work. You know, it's fascinating to watch, but it's also quite painful as we are going round and round and round. And I'm saying, you know, we have real work to do. Let's get started. Yeah. So wish me luck. I'm back at it today. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Congresswoman Johanna Hayes joining us. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 